0: Topo Chico. Topo Chico has been sourced from and bottled in Monterey, Mexico since 1985. My favorite sparkling water brand. Right now, and you're back on King and Dynasty. It's a very special day today because we have a very special guest,
1: Chris Chan. (laughs) Hey guys, what's (laughs) going on? (laughs) Super excited to be on the show. Uh, i'm excited to see like i'm I'm really excited for you guys because you guys um i've been listening to a couple of your episodes and uh this is just cool to have friends that are, are actually throwing you know throwing themselves out there and, and doing some fun stuff with the podcast
2: yeah man i appreciate you coming on like we can... awesome we're already spilling drinks in here <laughs> like, we're, we're doing well uh yeah man i appreciate you coming on and doing this like looking forward to this it's gonna be fun <laughs> yeah
0: so uh, Chris, you know Daniel from Invisible Touch the uh, entertainment company. You guys both work there. You guys start at the same time? Is what I'm hearing.
1: Uh kind of roughly around the same time. I you know, I like to think of myself as the older brother that Daniel never had, but in a way where like whether he likes it or not, I'm pretty much going to give him the advice or the brotherly love or brotherly like like Constructive criticisms that that you know, he may or may not want.
2: No, dude. I, I 100% <laughs> agree like you Juan, and Qatar I legit consider like my older brother like you you guys are awesome and family and I, yeah. yeah No, it's been good So how long has it been in terms of
1: years? So I I started with invisible touch in 2014 um, and uh, Started doing sales for the company and then basically I uh, <laughs> And we can talk about this a little bit later in the podcast, but uh, I, I agreed to become a DJ because uh, Daniel's dad thought I'd be good on the mic. I had some experience in theater in high school, and um, he's, he basically said that if I was good, I could do both sales and be a DJ uh, if I liked it. But if I didn't like you know, going through his DJ school and learning how to be a DJ, I would just become a better salesperson because I know the product better, and so I can sell it better, and I agreed to that.
0: Right, and we'll we'll hold on to that uh, high school background in theater. We'll we'll talk about that uh, definitely later on. So, other than Invisible Touch, you got any other
1: side hustles? Yeah. Um. So I have basically uh, three things going on in my life. Um, and that's uh, work-wise, and that's that's obviously the DJ thing with Invisible Touch, um, as well as like my own my own DJing for friends and family. Uh, I also am a settlement advisor. Um, That's like my corporate mom and pop shop, kind of like a hybrid day-to-day job. And then I also have, um, I'm kind of like a side hustle uh, actor, I I suppose, or like just like kind of like all around, I dabble in like trying to get into things, you know, represent the Asian community.
0: Yeah. So uh, let's talk about the, uh, (laughs) I guess the settlement company you work at. Is it you said it's mom-and-pop corporate, so is it like...
1: Yeah, so I work for a company called Ringler, and uh, it's a corporate company, meaning it's nationwide, but every across the nation, there are small offices, and they're, they're mom-and-pop shops owned individually. Um, they basically make the calls. And as a settlement advisor, what I do is uh, I help people... Um, when they when they have a settlement whether that's through a personal injury plaintiffs, right yeah, plaintiffs, work comps correct things of that nature work comp um, I, I help them figure out How to get the most out of their settlement a lot of people are on public benefits such as uh, SSI or MediCal, and these are all mm-hmm. asset tested meaning like if you if you got two thousand dollars or more if you come up in your life and you, you manage to get $2,000 in assets, the government will automatically kick you off, which, which is kind right. of oxymoron, yeah. right? Or like a, like a dumb thing. Cause it's like, it's like, well, like you now started to do better. So we're going to pull away your help. So now it's like they, the people slump, but there are certain things that you can do to make sure that when people get a settlement, they can preserve their public benefits as well as, um, you know, keep, keep their, their settlement funds. And this is really crucial because like a lot of people, um, they, they they when they're hurt and they get injured, they can't work anymore. So it's like right. you can't just pull those government benefits away from them, or, or they're gonna burn through their money and then, just yeah.
0: So you got to take like a comprehensive, holistic approach. Are you more on the I guess legal side and kind of? Are you more on like the financial advisory side? Yeah, so let's let's be clear.
1: Uh, my designation, I am technically not a financial advisor. Oh, you're not CFA certified level no. three? Nope. This isn't financial advice. <laughs> this is not financial <laughs> advice. That's By right. the way, real quick,
0: off off tangent. Do you know the pass rate for the first uh, level of the CFA exam is like 30%? It's like ridiculous. It's really, really so, hard. Yeah. Yeah.
1: To become a certified financial planner. Yeah. My, my buddy just went through it and it was... Like one of the hardest things he's ever had to do. He told me. Yeah. So um, I won't mention that, that friend, but Adderall definitely was a a necessity for him to get through that. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, that, um, so I'm not a financial advisor. Uh, I do, I do have friends that are in financial advising, so I can always go to them if people have questions. Um, I know a little bit about a lot of things and that kind of, Allows me to be kind of a broker, right? So I, I help people figure out who they need to talk to to figure out what's the best solution. So like, uh, do they need a trust? Do they need Do they need um, a special type of bank account? Uh, like uh, a structured settlement, basically a, a life insurance annuity that pays out tax-free benefits. Like all these different things, I can I can. Help people steer towards getting the best out of their settlement. Sounds invigorating. You sound so fulfilled. It's a boring. It, I mean, it it can be boring, but it can be very fulfilling.
2: Yeah, it's a whole bunch of stuff that I know nothing about. So, yeah. yeah, like I yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of <laughs> sitting
1: here quietly. The the thing I get out of my corporate job or my, my nine to five is is that I know that I'm helping people, and right. that that's what's great. Um, but in the meantime, I mean, I mean, there's so many other things I do that that fulfill. I feel my life, right? So like whether that's DJing and being an entertainer or getting on, um, and actually, I don't know if Daniel knew this, but uh, as a side hustle, like actor, model, whatever you want to call it, I managed to get on a um, uh, a Filipino boxing film called Zeus uh, as a Asian gangster, which really? yeah, yeah, <laughs> you would never imagine me as an Asian gangster. And, uh, and I also got on, uh, I forgot her name, Sal- something, uh, Salgan? Uh, Filipino um, singer. She uh, had a music video come out recently. Um, she was an American Idol contestant. I forgot her name, but I was on her music video too.
2: Wow! Yeah. So I know you were pursuing that like a while ago, and then I don't know whatever came of that. But you, so you've been like actually like still doing it and like making things happen. So that's <laughs> it's great. Yeah, weren't you on a like a dating show? Yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> I was
1: in a I was in a Shanghainese dating show back when I was living in China. Uh, that was in two thousand.
0: Thirteen, I believe Shanghai is the people of Republic of China, right? Yeah, that's and correct. they
1: speak Shanghainese Which is a dialect of Wu Chinese or do they speak Mandarin? So the locals speak Shanghainese um, But everybody speaks Mandarin. everyone in China speaks Mandarin and right. they have their local dialects, right? So if you go to southern China You're gonna get like Cantonese and a lot of the little provinces have their own languages like Shanghainese or um, You go uh, let me think here Canton, oh, like uh, there, there's also like accents, distinct accents you'll get from northern right. people, and but yeah, and then Sichuan has its own like kind of dialect too, so a lot of different languages. But the main language that everyone speaks across the nation is is Mandarin, Mandarin. or Putonghua in Chinese. And so, how long were you in Shanghai? Uh, I was in Shanghai for well, okay, so I did some study abroads there. I really like was dabbling there, and uh, how are the broads? <laughs> <laughs> broads were good man <laughs> i'm not gonna lie like, were good. You're, you're a pretty tall guy right like, yeah
0: six one so yeah six one yeah yeah um from my experiences
1: going abroad it, higher taller people just it works out it works out it works out yeah no um it was great it was a great experience in china uh i i mean there were some ups and downs to say like i could tell you guys all about like that's an i mean that might be another that's podcast so old, like, yeah, there was a crazy yeah. life, lifetime stories that I went through when I was living in China. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was a great time. And so me and Daniel
0: actually know each other from um, choir. And then we did a few musicals together. And I feel like Daniel got a lot of the leading roles doing his musical. Yeah, he was talented, but I feel like his face and his persona just kind of fit the aesthetic. Whereas I remember I was casted as like, straight up, just like, I think the, the script said like Dragon Man or something. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that, that's cool. Um, so with your experience, I guess, into the
1: theater world and even acting, um, how do you feel it's been as an Asian American so, so funny you bring that up because my, my lifelong dream as a kid, well, first was president, right? I wanted to be president of the United yeah, States, yeah. but, but after like, I figured, okay, this is not what I wanted as a kid. Uh, I wanted to be an actor. Like I, I dreamed of being an actor. Um, I had a very similar situation to you in that, in that, like when I was being casted as things, it was like very typecasted In fact, um, West side story when my school did West side story. <laughs> okay. Who do you think I played in West side story? Just what do you think? I, I don't know okay there there is a Portuguese role of a of a guy who shoots the main character at the end and his name his name in the play script is chino, and if you those of you who don't know nice. chino in spanish <laughs> yeah. means means Chinese or Asian, so I was casted as Chino in high school and I was supposed to kill the main character, yeah, um, yeah but but the uh it's just funny you bring that up because like my lifelong dream was to be an actor um and i gave it up because growing up my mom basically told me like you know all asian parents they want you to be like a doctor a lawyer something stable something something secure um my mom was very much like that she wanted me not to be a waiter the rest of my life and like, yeah. living um basically she thought i would be living in poverty and she also said that you know hollywood was very racist they would typecast as either the kung fu action star the uh the comedic comedic relief or um just like a typecasted role of like that asian guy and so she kept pushing me for academics she kept pushing me for all these things and um I had to find a balance, right? Because I mean, I could have just not listened to my mom, and who knows who? Like I, maybe if I didn't listen to my mom and I went all in on on acting and stuff, you could I have been Shang Chi. I could have been
2: Shang Chi. <laughs> <Yeah,
1: yeah. laughs> um, but but then there's 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 that. What we we don't you know we always hear about people talking about careers and they say follow your passion. If you're passionate with what what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. I'm of the belief that that's just straight up bullshit like like yes, that is true I, I believe I believe that that is true that it works out for some people that many people who throw themselves all in you know Like like it'll eventually work out as long as they put in the work I, I agree that the world is in and the universe will sometimes reward those people But I am also of the belief that there are so many stories of people who fail that we don't get to hear about the, the actors and the actresses
2: well, Yeah, no one wants to hear about
1: that. Yeah. So nobody like- wants to hear about the <laughs> non-success stories Um, And I'm sure there's like tons of those people who like gave it their all, put in the work and never made it anywhere. And so what I did with my life was I tried to appease my mom by finding a a stable career job that I I could fall back on while at the same time dabbling in things I love. And that's basically how I've lived my life.
0: Yeah, I think in my household, my dad was like, hey, like, as long as you get your undergrad in, it has to be a Bachelor of Science. None of this BA, liberal arts, like...
1: Type so of bachelor's. so no no uh, communications degree is no, that what you're absolutely saying? Absolutely
2: not. He said, <laughs> as long as I feel done. like that was a personal attack.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: that's a big bro, Jack. <laughs> hey, who's a communication major dropout? That's that.
2: <laughs> Listen, I my dad like was like you should just go to school for theater, like just just do it. And I had to convince him that I should go to school and like do like something that was at least like a degree that I would s- kind of be able to use because. I don't know, I, I agree with what you were saying where it definitely should be I think that you pursue it on your own time and you like that's your passion, that's what you should go after, but you should still have something that you can fall back on and be safe and just yeah. be, like secure. Like stability is important and you I think you need that type of stability. Um, but yet, yeah no i didn't finish so i i don't know i'm working in, on it in, in my
1: opinion college like whatever degree you get it really doesn't matter unless you're super specialized right like nursing right. or STEM. like doctor or, or yeah yeah like college for me the thing the thing that i took home from college was was it's, it's really about who you know and and yeah. what i learned most that most beneficial thing i learned in college was networking and how to leverage your contacts I learned it in college. I learned it as, as a president of my organization at SDSU. I learned it in being in a fraternity, and th- that skill I've learned to utilize to this day in in all my careers, all my all my jobs, all my side hustles. You
0: still talk to your P bros?
1: Of course, uh, not all of them, but yeah, there are a handful of, of uh, fraternity brothers that I, I still keep in touch with. Um, I actually just went to one of their one of my uh, big bros' weddings. Actually, I think that was uh, f- six months ago during the pandemic. Very nice yeah that's
0: cool that's cool are you familiar with the concept of like yellow facing in Hollywood it's just the idea of just like characterizing an Asian to the point of just it's just characteristics and characters no character is like unique
1: yeah no I'm definitely familiar madam
0: butterfly there's the edgy Asian chick with like a blue stripe on her hair yeah
1: like just absolutely
0: generic things Um, and I know we're talking about Shang-Chi earlier what do you think of
1: the movie? I thought the movie was really good. It did a really good job at representation. Um, yeah, I, I mean, besides Shang Chi and a lot of a lot of the Asian movies that have been coming out lately, I've, I've been really really happy about just seeing the representation. Right, um, uh, Simu Liu. I think I think he did a, a good job. Um, I loved seeing uh, uh, Michelle Yeoh. I think yes, she was she He's was fantastic. Bae, bro. Yeah, <laughs> even at her age, man, she's still banging. Um, <laughs> But then all all those Asian hey, movies, cut this part. Come cut out. this part. <laughs> <laughs> and my fiance cannot hear me hit on Michelle Yeoh on radio. <laughs> Yo, yeah. No, actually, my fiance loves Michelle Yeoh, so I think she would she would be okay with that comment.
0: Have you uh, Have you ever read any of the old uh, comic books of Shang Chi?
1: No, actually, I, I, yeah. I had never even heard of Shang Chi until until uh, our mutual friend Qatar was telling me about. Oh, you should like cosplay yeah. Shang Chi the, the Marvel Asian. I, I I will say you got the similar facial features really okay these
0: Sweet. comic books though i think they're released like 1965 bro like uh shang chi's dad they renamed his name his original name in the comic books was fu manchu oh uh, bro you, you bad got, taste he's got bad like taste. the super the super thin mustache yeah. just the the curled like
1: fingernails fingernails uh,
0: his skin isn't even like what it's like actually yellow right so I think they did a really good job at retconning these racial stereotypes and caricatures for antagonists. Like, he was a sexy antagonist, bro. Yeah. Shang-Chi's dad was good. So I actually haven't seen the movie yet. So oh shoot not, let's spoilers not, let's not try to spoil anything that that sounds racially motivated you've had more than two weeks now
2: at this point. <laughs> this is, i okay hold up. i haven't seen a lot of the new marvel stuff actually i've seen all the stuff that's like just readily available on disney plus but that and then black widow i think are the ones that you actually have to pay extra for and i just don't want to pay extra for them right now but theaters only for now Is it theaters only for? But
1: besides Shang Chi, I mean, look look at all the other Asian um, representation movies we've seen, right? So like, I think it all kicked off with that um, rom yeah Yeah. that rom com Crazy Rich Asians that was good. And then um, we've seen such a great movement, right? So like, uh, like the movie I was in the the Filipino boxing film... is that is that uh
0: produced by manny pacquiao
1: yes it is okay yes yes so i'm an asian gangster in the in that film i have long hair because of covid it was filmed during covid and manny pacquiao basically the film is about um anti-hate sentiment in america and it's about a boxing fight that happens during the pandemic and there's so much racial hate going on so i i think it was just a good message and that's why i was so happy to be a part of it um but yeah manny pacquiao was the producer um Hillary and Chris Sereno, I think this is the last name Serino, were the ones who uh, who also co-produced it and filmed it, um, and I was just really happy to be in that film. And, uh, and of course, you see other great things like um, what's that film? Uh, um, oh shoot! Don't say Mulan. Don't say Mulan. no, 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 no. I was I was thinking about um, Mulan oh, was in oh, Hell. Oh, uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that was bad. Mortal Kombat. So I, what I love about Mortal Kombat is you see the old Mortal Kombat films, and they they. They're kind of doing what what you were talking about was like yellow facing, right? They, they cast like a bunch of people to be, we're people that should be Asian, right? Like Raiden. Absolutely, like, absolutely. And I'm just happy to see that they're properly representing the characters now.
0: I, I actually enjoyed the Mortal Kombat movie. If you come in knowing the background of the video game and just the history of it, it's, it's good.
1: Fun fact, the actor for the Mortal Kombat who played Liu Kang, yeah. the actor showed up to my mom. So my mom owns a movie theater on the Big yeah. Island of Hawaii. If you guys are ever there, go check it out. What it's island? Called, uh, the Big Island. It's called oh. Waikoloa Luxury Cinema. And uh, <laughs> yeah. kind of conceited but kind of cool at the same time. The actor who played
2: um, uh, uh, Kang.
1: Was Liu Kang literally came on the opening day of, of that movie to my mom's movie theater to watch his movie of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> that dude is shredded,
2: bro. Yeah, he's super, he is super
0: yo. shredded. Yoked.
2: I mean, I feel like I would go see my own movie on the opening <laughs> day if I like, it was like my, my, one of my first movies or like, I don't know. I feel like that's just like a cool tradition to have. I'd go see my yeah. own stuff.
1: You watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I actually, that's one movie I haven't oh, watched yet. God. Only because the reason I haven't watched it is because of uh, Bruce Lee's daughter Um, uh, opposition to it of the fact that that Quentin Tarantino never actually asked for permission of doing a generalized character of Bruce Lee all this stuff and like she had some backlash on it and so I I have yet to watch it and give my own opinion on it but I can see where she's coming from I I can
0: see where she's coming from I also saw an interview with Quentin Tarantino and he kind of justified it Obviously, dude. If you've ever heard him talk, this dude will never admit that he's wrong. Yeah, um, of course. You can't ignore. He's Quentin his, Tarantino, man. His cinematic genius. <laughs> um, but Manny Pacquiao today he retired. Did you hear about that? I did not. That today, brand new today. news to me. Wow. Yeah. And then I think like uh, earlier this month he announced that he was going to be running for president of the Philippines.
2: What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's, it's president candidacy.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. You know what? Like, I want, I'm so first thing that came to mind when you said that was, I wonder if that's because he lost his, la- technically lost his last fight. Oh, I,
0: uh, we went into a keg slugger, that like hole in the wall bar and they yeah. don't do a cover charge. So I walked in and he was just getting wailed on and yeah. I, I just
1: walked out. I couldn't see it. And my stomach hurt too much. Yeah. So I, I, I wonder if that's probably what kind of pushed him there. But then also, running for president of the Philippines is like a really, Huge, like career, like I don't even like. Do, dude, does he even qualify? Third, like, <laughs> does this guy qualify to run a country?
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know.
0: I mean, was Arnold Schwarzenegger qualified to run California as governor? No, but he was the governor, <laughs> and,
1: and come on, dang. let me run California. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That, was, that was pretty good.
0: I don't know if we're a few center. That was like really accurate, but. <laughs> Um, so with Pacquiao, I think specifically, uh, do you watch Dave Chappelle's comedy specials at all? The newer ones on
1: Netflix? No, I haven't seen the newer ones. Uh, I've seen a lot of the, pretty much all of the old ones, but I haven't seen the newer ones.
0: And his new one, oh my, that's straight. There's no Topo Chico in that. Wait up, Daniel just poured him straight oh, alcohol. He's trying to get, Daniel's trying to get me drunk, man. I didn't
2: realize.
0: Yo, you need to chill with that. <laughs> Easy, Daniel happy-handed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you pre-mixed it. no, 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 no. Um, so, with Manny Pacquiao, Dave Chappelle was talking about how his wife and it just insights on how the Filipino culture... My wife's Filipino, by the way. Um, so, how individual women would immigrate to the U.S. and actually send money back home. And yeah. so I think that's pretty prevalent in a lot of Asian cultures. Asian cultures, yeah. yeah. Um, but Dave Chappelle noticed how like Manny Pacquiao was kind of like an idol for Asian masculinity. Just to kind of have someone that you could like look up to and they're like oh this is like a yeah, fighter. This guy's a fighter. He's he a like fighter. beats on
1: other other races and like wins like yeah, like yeah and yeah. He, any small t- I mean like relative to Oh, absolutely. So, but yeah, I could totally see that.
0: But I think that's just a boxing thing in general just being kind of small. Floyd Mayweather is super short. Yeah. How tall is he? Um, I want to say 5'8, but that's just like a muscle instinct. I'm pulling out an arbitrary number in my brain. But let's see. Floyd Mayweather is approximately 5'8". Five 5'8", eight. Five eight, yeah. Hey, what did I say? You're, I think you were right there. Yeah, at 150 pounds. Do you watch that new uh, fight with uh, Floyd and Logan Paul?
1: Oh, God. No, you know what? <sighs> I don't, I don't want to support that, man. Because it's like... It's just... Uh, there's so many things I want to say about that. Uh, Logan Paul... I, okay I will I will give him props. The one thing I'll say I'll give him props for being um a YouTube star, garnering a very good following, and I'll give him props for actually trying to put in the work and learning how to box and all that stuff. But that all all that whole fight was just nothing nonsense. And I, what did they what did they what was the end end result something they called it a no content or a, It
0: was technically uh, a draw, based on right? the rules that they did it. If it
1: was no KO, it was like a draw. Yeah, it's such bullshit. Like like that's, that fight should not have even gone on that long. I don't it's even just, think
2: it's official. Like, right? It's like, it's the fact that they're, I don't know. It's, he's, you like, know, from YouTube and stuff. And, or you, from Vine, I think originally. And now it's, there's no, like, you can't bet on it. But sometimes those things just feel rigged, man. Dude, like, that fight. Was purely them
1: ripping on all of us as as citizens and and like like pulling money in for themselves. They made look it up. They made millions of dollars off of off of that fight. I did not pay and for and, and, and yeah, no, I didn't I pay did for it either. That's why I didn't want to support it. it. I didn't want to support that bullshit. But I, I'll these pay guys for a real
2: UFC fight, but like not that.
1: I could I could totally see like Logan Paul like going up to Mayweather and be like, hey. You wanna make some money? Let's let's just fuck with society. Let's pretend like we, we're gonna do this real fight and we're gonna like like throw down arms, right? But but I'll get my all my followers and like you have a huge following and then they're gonna all like throw all these millions of dollars towards watching us fight and we'll throw a show, a stupid show on for them, and then we'll we'll neither of us will win. That way both our egos are good, and then we'll each get millions of dollars out of it. And it was probably like, Yeah, that sounds like a good idea.
2: Yeah. I a hundred percent believe that. And if I was in their shoes,
0: it's absolutely a good idea
1: (laughs) yeah and that's that is why i did not watch that fight i did not support it i did not i did not pay a single dollar for that Mm -hmm. i think i think i was uh i was i was tending to my chickens when that fight was going on
2: you have chickens i have
1: chickens i have that that happened during covid my fiance and i picked up chickens so when they get the eggs and i
0: assume you eat the eggs right oh yeah isn't that like sunburst orange color yolk yes and it just
1: hits different right it's very fresh man it's the freshest you could ever get it's like Super dense yolk, very, very delicious. Like, I I did a blind taste test with the entire family, and uh, only one out of the entire family couldn't tell the difference between a Costco egg and our homegrown eggs. But, really, yeah, quality wise, I I, I personally, in my mind, I think this one particular aunt of my fiance's family Mm -hmm. just had a preference because she's used to eating Costco eggs, okay? So that's why she went towards that, thought it would like tasted better. But everyone else said. The uh, on a blind taste test said that the farm fresh egg that we grew yeah. like, or that we had from our chicken
2: was way better. See, like I had, I have a friend whose family owns chickens, and, and yeah, and I is <laughs> 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 he chewing? Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, he is. And I, I guess I never did side by side, but I don't think I, I didn't think I could tell a difference. But maybe I'd have to do a side by side to really be able to once and for all decide whether or not. Fresh eggs. Next time you come over, I'll do it for you. I'll do the blind taste test. man. I'm
1: telling you, you'll know. So where are you living out of nowadays? I'm living um, out of Cerritos right now. Nice. Take a little 605
0: Hawaiian garden action.
1: Yeah, pretty close to there, which, by the way, it's illegal to have chickens in Cerritos, so whoever's listening to this, please yeah. do not report me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that used to be all farmland, and then they they, made, they outlawed it. But the reason we ended up getting chickens wasn't because we actually just went to buy chickens. Um, One of my fiance's aunts during COVID was like, you guys like chicken? We're like, oh, yeah, we like chicken. And I'm like well, we thought she was coming to visit us yeah. in the backyard. And, and she literally came the next day. She had one hand full of fried chicken, which is what we were expecting. Yeah. And then in her other hand, she had two live chickens in a crate. What, and we're like, "What is going on? What brand? Uh,
2: what brand fried chicken?" I think it was Church's. Church's chicken. They were actually the chickens that didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, so. She fried it herself. <laughs> she just fried it herself. I thought it was like you can have chickens, but you can't have roosters.
1: Yeah. Um. So roosters are really loud. Yeah. Um. But Cerritos outlawed chickens too. I, I don't know. They they outlawed pretty much all. Animals. However, Long Beach and Lakewood, which is like right next door. Uh huh. Totally, totally cool. Not only that, Long Beach is now open to beekeeping. You can actually be a beekeeper (laughs) in your backyard. Yeah. Yeah. And we need bees, man. We need bees. So so you can actually beekeep in your backyard in Long Beach. You can have dwarf goats, uh, baby pigs, and uh, chickens.
2: It sounds like a lot of... uh... Covid, like, just what hobbies can I get into? Yeah, like <laughs> farmstead like, well, at your house. Farmstead. I mean, I, it's super awesome, and I think that it's just like you're self-sustaining, like, and so yeah, yeah it's good. But th- this
1: actually gets me to the, the another point. Like, like, uh, there's a common theme, which was was like the chickens came to our into our lives and like my fiance was toot- totally open to it. I was totally open to it and we just like adapted to this new lifestyle and like I learned, I leveled up my man, I like to, uh, this sounds like stupid but I, I literally think I leveled up my manhood during COVID. Because yeah. like, I had to, like, learn how to make a chicken coop. I had to learn how to do chicken fencing. I had it's, to buy power uh, tools. It's
0: it's literally called chicken wire, right? And
1: you, mm-hmm. like, fold it. Yeah. So I, and I got chicken tacks, and I, like, tacked in the, the fencing. And so, like, I had to learn all this stuff that no – like my I never had a dad in my life when I was a kid. So, like, I learned yeah. all of this stuff watching YouTube videos and just figuring it out and getting help from a friend, Tim. And, like, I learned all this stuff. And uh, so, like, I, I literally think, like um, – by saying yes to, to being open to the idea of raising chickens, it like completely opened my world. And this is actually a topic I'd really like to talk with you guys about it. It's like in my entire life. Like the theme yeah. that I've lived by is, is being a yes man. You-
0: so you, the whole time you thought you were raising the chickens when in reality the chickens were raising you.
2: <laughs> the
1: chickens gave me some experience, leveled up my experience.
2: But yeah, yes man. That's, I, that's a good movie. I like, so you, before that movie like you were a yes man
1: yeah so yeah even before this movie came out i'm sure you guys have all heard of the the yes man movie um what's the name of the actor he's really funny jim carrey jim Jim, Jim the infamous the famous jim carrey
2: zoe (laughs) deschanel somebody stop me
1: yeah (laughs) jim carrey yeah so so yeah he is is. he's He's the best friend friend. he's the best friend it's like before he became big or like he's semi-big in that
2: right around the same time i think
1: yeah Um, But yeah, so if you guys have seen this movie, it's about a guy who's like his whole life is just like shut off to like opportunities or doing things with his friends like like he's just closed off. And then like he goes to the seminar and like this seminar opens up his world because the main guy basically makes him say like every opportunity comes your way any anything you have to say yes. And the funny thing is, is before this movie ever came out, I lived my life very similar to this. Is just, like, being open to things. And, and like, there's so many stories I can tell you guys about my life, like, that I wouldn't have experienced so many of the things I did if I was opposed to ever, like, experimenting or trying new things. or, or And um, it's just funny because... Uh, obviously you're not there's no there's no like like 100 percent one way or the other like yeah. the movie does right because like in that movie i think uh um there's like his old lady neighbor yeah. who like asks yep. him to do some shelves and he does it and then she's like oh i don't have any money to pay he's like oh no thank you and then she's like, it's like 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 one of the worst porno like movies i have to be able to i have to be able to repay you somehow right yeah uh-huh. <laughs> <And then, laughs> so like obviously like i I, there there is a fine line here like where you you can say no to things but what what i think a lot of people are closed off to is 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 saying yes and like being open to like new experiences and stuff and and i feel you you miss out on a lot of life by doing that
2: yeah so my question to you about that is is there like a thing that happened that made you kind of like gave you that like outlook or something that really changed you that because I feel like it takes a lot of courage sometimes to do that. And a lot of people will just say no because they're comfortable. But they don't realize that just by saying yes and trying a new thing that that could like really open up some doors. Just like you're saying, like yeah. really that outlook is no. really important to have.
1: Yeah, I have to say, in all honesty for me personally it was just something I was born with. Like being open to new experiences yeah. and, and, and like like being down to try new things. It it was literally just something that I, I was integrated with as a kid and and, and like I, I was down for and so like so many different experiences in life like was because I was yeah, crack that open. <laughs> it being open. a yes man. Um can I can I share some stories with you guys? Is that is that cool? Yeah, I'd love to hear yes
0: man stories. I'm gonna tell you first how Daniel was not a yes man. Okay. I tell him, I'm like, Daniel, you gotta fly out to Vegas. We gotta go to this music festival. I paid for your ticket ahead of time. You need a one way ticket there. I will drive you the rest of the way back. It's $70 right now. Fully paid no. for life ticket. He said no.
2: Hold up, hold up. Like, let's like backtrack a little bit because, like, I think what was it, like six months earlier when like tickets first went on sale, I was like, hey. There's these tickets for this music festival. We should 100% go. And you're like, no, I can't, man. Like, I'm gonna be busy. I like got a lot of things going on in my life. And granted, like, <laughs> that was totally fair. And you're like, look at the lineup's not even that great. Like, I just don't think it's worth it. And I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? Fine. Like, no one's gonna come. Like, I just like whatever. I'll wait. So I got a job. I had a wedding like that weekend. Yeah. And then literally on like the Wednesday before that weekend, he hits me up and is like. Let's go to the festival. I just bought tickets like <laughs> right now. So, I I was busy like working. So, one thing I want to ask
0: about your stories and maybe you can give some insight. What is the correlation of you being a yes man and you being a yes man with spontaneity? Because for me, I'm very spontaneous. I'm wake up, "Hey, let's just drive to a different state right now." right and i could be like a yes man but oh let me have two to three months to think this over and talk it through now that i have like a wife i got a baby on the way these are things i have to start considering i can't just be
1: a yes man on the spot you nailed it on the head it essentially comes down to what are your responsibilities and what are the consequences if you don't fulfill those responsibilities right
0: balancing yeah yeah
1: it's a balance thing
0: risk to reward ratio
1: but some sometimes in the words of, uh, of, of uh, Tom Cruise from the movie Risky Business, uh-huh. you have to just say, fuck it. All right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear some of these stories. All right, so, uh, I mean, um, let me see here. All right, so high school, 18. Um, I had I had originally gotten a job at 16. Well, I was working way before that for my parents, but I, I, w- I worked at a restaurant called Red Robin, the famous burger place. Yeah, yep. Hmm. Mm, yeah pretty yeah, sure i think yeah, yep. mm. <laughs> <laughs> we were, i think we were, think we were in close. key on that we, were. <laughs> we should have been in quiet you were quiet boy <laughs> <laughs> anyways um so red robin 18 or 16 i'm i'm, I'm now 18 uh, i'm graduating high school and i want to travel europe and this is the during the 2008 crash so mind mm-hmm. you it's really freaking expensive like like double double to get out there.
0: And maybe just give us some context
1: cuz you mentioned that you weren't with it. So it was just like you and your mom and you just yeah. wanted to so i um, out to Europe it, well no I didn't want to take my mom I I literally by wanted myself. to travel Europe by myself yes and I told my mom she thought I was crazy I told my my best friend he wanted to go with me um but he didn't he didn't like have the luxury of doing the exact time frame that I wanted to do because I wanted to go out there for like a month mm-hmm. and uh and I found a, a student organization called student travel agency or something like that at UCI and I was talking to them and I, I let my coworkers know that I was going to do this and one of my coworkers said fuck it I'm in and so he jumped in last minute. I love minute.
2: that. I love that.
1: He said I'm graduating college soon. I want to do that too. Let's do it. So we ended up going together and we had some of the craziest experiences just like going to Europe um I got once one night I got I got lost in Florence I, I walked a, a very beautiful Texas girl back to her play we, we were at a bar the World Cup just happened and, and like uh, uh, World
0: Cup in Europe yes oh that's
1: nuts and, it, and Italy had just won and people were going crazy <laughs> Wow and and uh, not not the World Cup but they had won their game and uh, okay. and, and so uh, Italy <laughs> hasn't won for yeah. a minute and then, uh, <laughs> and so we were at this bar and like my friend's like hey like i'm gonna walk the, these people back like from and i was like i'm gonna walk this girl because she's by herself in florence i want to walk her back and like amazing yeah yes. i'm sure if she had invited it, me up is this I a been fiance dead. approved story it's, it's it's a fine it's fine this is long before i this knew my a- fiance <laughs> it's a fine it's, a- <laughs> it's italian story no um so like i walk her back to her her place and she doesn't invite me up but that's okay you know like i i didn't care like if she did that'd be great but what i really what i really wanted was just to make sure she got home safe yeah. and she turns around and says hey like you know how to get back? Fat and Texas accent or just yeah. like, Fat yeah. Fat Texas accent, you, 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 all, you all gonna be, or I like, like shouldn't uh-huh. say you all, but she's like, you gonna be okay? I was like, yeah, I, I, I got it, no worries. And so she closes the door. I, I'm like thinking, oh, she was so pretty, she was so nice. And then like, I turn around and I literally, if you've never been to Florence, Florence is built like a city. And then as they expanded, it's like the city walls just kept growing growing. Uh-huh. So it's like a giant fucking maze. And you ain't got no maps quest. I have no place. maps quest. I have no internet. I have no phone. Uh-huh. The cell phones like were, were not as advanced back then. We didn't have, We didn't have google maps so i literally turn around and i'm looking and i'm like oh fuck (laughs) i wanted to knock on the door and ask for directions, but but i was like no my pride as a man like i got it so i ended up getting lost in florence i was like going around at one point bad
2: problem no
1: it was interesting it was a
0: great experience And what time is this around
1: so this is around the bar closes late but we we i got her back probably at around one okay and i start wandering the city trying to get out and at one point um, I'm in this weird city center of Florence and I'm talking to all these people trying to figure out how to get back to my hostel and a car starts following me like literally hovering behind me and I'm thinking oh shoot I'm going to get robbed Yeah. <laughs> and in front of me I see a cop and so, I run up to the cop. As soon as I run up to the cop, that, that car stops following me. So, I know that that was like a, a target. Like, they were targeting me. I go up to the the cop and I was like, hey, I'm trying to find my hostel Like, is there any way you can help me? And the, the the cop, I just remember him looking at me, putting his hands up like, no, speak English. And uh-huh. like, like literally like drove off. And so, the only way I found, managed to find myself was I, I went to... Um, another hostel i told them i remembered where i had dinner it was called something pizzeria z pizzeria or something like that and they gave me a map and they showed me how to get home i got home and lo and behold my friend from red robin was not home oh no so then so then i was like oh shoot like what happened to him and and i was and so i start i I get recollected i get some stuff out of my out of my room i get like a flashlight and I, i i'm running down the stairs of my hostel and as i'm running uh down my 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 friend from red robin sees me and we like connect and we run to each other in the middle of the stairs, we hug each other. And I'm like, you're not gonna believe what just happened to me. He's like, he's like, bro, I was running on a freeway for hours.
2: <laughs> so I feel this, you said this was after bars, right? Yeah, this is after. So the whole story, I just imagine that you're also like, kind of like tipsy. The oh time yeah, time. oh yeah. So like you're, <laughs> you're just walking around just like, and oh
1: man. This ended up come concluding at like 3 a.m. is like when we finally met up and everything yeah. was cool. But that was, even even the as horrible of his experience as that was, Yeah i i i greatly appreciate that experience and and i and i never would have experienced that unless i had said yes to just going on my own and and going to europe
2: that's like that's a story and that's a story that you're gonna have for the rest of your life yeah i i did something similar i went and i was just like you know what i've always wanted to go i'm just I'm just going to go backpack Europe for a month. And so I, I have some stories like that as well. It was more like three weeks. No, it was a month. It was for all of February. <laughs> I counted. It was, it was like three <laughs> like, weeks. He's that went. close of a friend. And he's like I counting the days. I Is Daniel, know, back? I literally Is Daniel back? I left on like February <laughs> like 2nd or 1st or something like that. And then I came back uh february like 28th or something like that
0: me and daniel have had different uh i guess levels of friendship throughout the years but at this point we're still kind of talking when he went to europe haven't heard from him in like weeks all of a sudden i get a snapchat he has like a purple black eye and he's just like (laughs) i I know where this is just got shoved down
2: the stairs in europe i so i mean i was in Prague. And I got <laughs> fell down. The I, stairs. No, I got shoved down yeah, that's the stairs. The <laughs> I got the <laughs> story. It's changed every time. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, it wasn't shoved. It was more like I was drunk and I, so we were like, the bar was in some like cellar and I was walking down the stairs and some guy, I don't know if he like bumped in behind me or how it happened. But next thing I know, I'm just like flying face first down the stairs. Poor Daniel, Hit the man. cobblestone floor and I just turn. I turn around. I'm like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck dude? Man. And he comes like running up. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And like helps me up. And like, I'm just like, whatever. And did you I'm, check
1: like, for your wallet? Did you immediately check for I would have checked I did, for my wallet did, I checked immediately
2: on my pockets. I was totally fine. I had everything. And then I like went back. I found my like hostel tour group. And they're like, oh, my God, what happened? And then some girls bought me some absinthe shots. And I was like, all right, I'm all good. Yeah, all, you the, all you need is a drink.
1: All you need is a drink. And you're fine. But, yeah, so traveling, your, I mean, that was just one story. There's so many stories. I could yes. I could literally do a whole pod, podcast. I'm yeah. running. I
0: see stories. Keep it
1: going. I did, I did uh, Running of the Bulls. You did Running of the Bulls? Running of the Bulls? You guys invite me back. I'll tell you about that story. That's another one. Right, um, but I, I feel wanna...
0: like I tell a tele- story
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you have one well, by all means feel free i don't think how do you top running of the bulls that's something that's on my bucket list of things i want to do
0: i can't top running of the bulls um but one day my friend was like hey you want us to fly us to mexico and we'll uber to the border and then yes like, i've done that and so he flew us out of um uh, long beach airport in this like plane that looked like it was about to just die and we pulled up to san diego literally paid like six bucks for an uber as soon as we hit the border, we just walked out and then just hit TJ. Did you make it to Hong Kong? We had a little Chinese food. <laughs> let's,
2: let's,
1: <laughs> yeah, let's definitely edit this part.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: man. Um, what else you got? Uh, okay, so like, yeah, I mean, I could talk about Europe as another podcast, but um, uh, moving to China. So after college, wow. I, I best experience of my life was, was like SDSU, learning to market. Um, the economy was still shit. International marketing? No, I actually graduated international security. So I, was, I okay. thought I was going to work for the government, and that never panned out. Um, but yeah. what ended up happening was my dad was out there. I went in 2008 right after my Europe trip, actually. Yeah. I did a month in Europe, and I did a month in China. First time reconnecting with my dad, and I fell in love with Shanghai.
0: Were you still working at Red Robins? Yes. So I, well, I worked. <laughs> hey, I we I need
1: a two-month leave, boss. See ya. So, so I, well, actually, so after, so Red Robin, then I went to P.F. Chang's. And uh, for most of college, and then and then for the last two years of college, it was P.F. Chang's only, and then Cheesecake. P.F. Chang's, and then and then quit both, and then was True Food Kitchen. So hospitality my whole life. Yeah, but uh, I I made this crazy. Yeah. I had this crazy idea that after I graduated college, everyone was still waiting tables. All my friends like graduate with all their different degrees. Even some of them were engineers and they were working in bars or whatever, right? And I was just like, well, shit. I didn't have my mom like help me with with college and go through all this like struggle to be a fucking like bartender like or, or waiter like like I'm sorry, but this is just not like what what I want to do with my life. So. I up and pack like all of my stuff. My dad tells me there's so many opportunities in Shanghai, you should just come out here. So I go out to China uh, <laughs> and I had been backpacking for a month in Asia, like for a month before, and I shipped all my clothes so that it would arrive around the same time. Now mind you, when you're in Asia, you you basically wear like board shorts, tank tops, right? It's it's like hot, you're, you're, you're in the swampy. beach. Swampy. Right, swampy, so you're in Thailand, uh, Indonesia, Taiwan. It was a great time with my buddy Dennis and uh, I get there and I'm trying to... I'm like, okay, I need to start my job. I need to like figure out this whole situation, get get a career going, whatever. And um, the problem is, is my clothes never ended up showing up on time. And I lost my credit card or my debit card in Thailand. So now I have no access to my funds and uh, and I basically have no clothes for interviews. So I'm borrowing my dad's suit. Mind you, he's like four times my size right now. He's really heavy, right. right? So I'm swimming in a, in his suits. So and you look like you're a mafia gangster about to shoot a boxer exactly exactly and and the funny thing is 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 my dad um i tell him i, I lost my debit card it should arrive in a certain amount of time you know what my dad does is oh i give you allowance and like my my, my dad literally starts giving me but it's not a lot of money my dad is literally giving me what's equivalent to 40 bucks a week for 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 uh oh, man. for allowance and i'm using pretty much all of this money and, then, and when I say 40 bucks, I mean 40 bucks US. Yeah. Like r and is obviously different, but I'm using this money to go to interviews and I'm like swimming in a suit. And uh, and I eventually managed to get a job in a hotel, which is still hospitality. And that is another podcast I'd love to talk oh to you guys about. Cause because <laughs> you know those crazy stories you hear about in, in, about China, like China this, China that, where like the craziest thing happened in China. That, that whole f- concept of like what happened to me, my experience of living in China, was like it was crazy it was like like out of this world experiences with like like um like the owners of the hotel that i was working for were being accused of bank fraud identity theft like um uh giant massive loans being paid out it would having...
0: happened happen to be eight art hotel yeah how did, you, no
1: how did you know that fucking way how did you know that excuse my language how did you know that uh, Facebook. Oh. <laughs> I like, I'm how like, on earth how did you know that? Did he that? visit
2: this hotel? Did he visit this
1: hotel? That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man, you got me good. But, uh, oh, my God. Yeah, like the owners were having, um, like, I, it closed down, so it doesn't matter. I can say whatever I want. Like, like yeah. this. You didn't this didn't sign an NDA or I anything? Did, I did sign an NDA, but it doesn't oh. matter. It doesn't matter. The hotel closed down. This lady, uh, the owner, well, the main owner was, like, sleeping around with people. She tried to sleep with me at one point and then accused me of trying to sleep with her. And, like tried. it. It, yeah <laughs> no it was it, that's another story in itself but but the fact is is like i i took this chance to move out to china to make make it out there where where otherwise i i i never would have like like people who are closed off to that idea right yeah. oh, oh, going to another country trying something new i learned so much about myself in that experience just moving out there i eventually did succeed in like making some money um eventually i got brock back here because i wanted a career but but like the experiences I had out there, I mean, I ended up getting on a Shanghainese dating yeah. show, which which was like crazy. I I uh, I ended up saving a a dog from from being abused by a hotel owner. I ended oh. up becoming a general manager of an Italian restaurant, meeting all sorts of cool people. Yeah. Um. Learned some Italian from an Italian chef. I I mean, so many experiences in life that that like I treasure to this day that I never would have experienced if I, if I had been a, a no man, if I had been closed off to the idea of of just going yeah um and that was like again a whole nother a whole nother story we can talk about because i know what what time we got to be done here by the way there is no time no limit time daniel limit. doesn't
0: have to be there until like seven thirty. so what
1: what how much time do we have daniel i'll, I'll wrap it up if we need to wrap it up
2: um pretty soon you have something
1: else you want okay. to Okay. So yeah, so I'll finish really quick. I'll get through I'll buzz through these and these will be little yeah. key points to to get yeah. you guys to want me to come back to talk. So oh, you're back. So, you're
2: you're already
1: back. You're you're back. <laughs> it. So So you know the dating show, obviously I went on a Shanghai's dating show. It all turned out to be fake. Um the the girl like
2: like everything was everything was fake. I feel like every dating show is fake. It's Don't fake give yeah. me that really shit. Your so, girlfriend
0: watches The Bachelor in Paradise and it was all Hold scripted. Up. I
2: watch Bachelor in Paradise, too. It's actually not. It's, it's just super toxic and just drama filled. And yeah. it just makes everything just feel like, okay, my life's not that bad. It's <laughs> fake.
1: Sorry. That's keep going. Keep going. Okay. Keep most, going. Things, most things are scripted. But anyways, uh, Becoming a DJ, MC. Oh yeah, I, that the, that I, in I itself. I never your... would have met you, Daniel. I never would have become a DJMC unless I was open to the idea. Like like uh, I followed up with your dad multiple times on just trying to get a job out of college. Yeah. and he, he gave me this interview and, and he told me a lot of it was going to be commission based because you know like like it was basically based on the sales that I was going to do. I was st- I, even then I wasn't deterred. I was like, you know what, I'll give it a shot. And like Damn. and then he, he gave me that opportunity to become a DJMC, and now I'm like, I love it. We were in the same DJ school, weren't we? Yeah, like, same class. So
2: like yeah, so yeah.
1: The, the, I never would have experienced my love for music all that stuff if i didn't if i wasn't open to the idea of doing this kind of job Mm -hmm. um okay there's two more really quick stories go for it um up for whatever bud light when i came back from china had this had this whole thing called up for whatever i don't know if you guys remember it was like the commercial right all right so i was the director's choice for an up for whatever super bowl commercial when i caught back from china (laughs) I randomly, I randomly was open to my my friend who was an actress posted a, a thing about non actors wanted. I went to this interview. They called me back with my friends. I went to a second interview, then a third interview, and on the third interview, it turned out to be a full on video shoot for Up for Whatever, Bud Light Super Bowl commercial called Coin, where like I was being chased by Pac Man, like a giant life size version of Pac Man, and Bruce, uh, I think his name is Buffer, the guy who announces all the uh, the. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy, the, the MMA guy. So he announces me, Chris Chan, six foot one, and like I'm being chased by Pac-Man, and like I, I literally got called back for close ups and it was it was between me and one other guy, and during that time I'm not saying it was race is what what chose because the director said you are director's choice, but the producers have at the end of the day have the say on who they're gonna choose. Oh, my. The the guy who ended up getting chosen was his name was Riley Smith, a nice guy, he was a brother, okay, and yeah. at that time there was a whole thing going on with Michael Brown, right? So they had I, I could see why they would choose to use it, but I think they had a huge missed opportunity because when was the last time you saw Asian representation for Bud Light? Like, I think if they had had that for Super Bowl, a it's lot Heineken. of Asians would have been it's dead. It's Heineken, bro. Yeah, it's Heineken from now. I have not touched Bud Light since because they chose it. Okay, but here's here's the funny thing. So after I did the Super Bowl up for whatever yeah. Bud Light commercial, and I and I got shafted of, of that, I was like, all right, you know what? It's cool. My time will come. I was doing a a uh, uh, a wedding um open house or bridal show for your dad at, yeah. at, at the orange county fairgrounds and uh oh, wow. and, and this lady comes up to me and says hey i think you'd be so good on tv and i was like oh thanks and like i appreciate that she's like no uh, my name is blah 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 i'm a producer blah, blah so it turns out she's the lady and no it wasn't shazam i was on on beach yeah. shazam later on or I, I tried out for beach shazam but this is let's make a deal so oh, she wow. finds me and she goes hey uh I want you to come to. Let's make a deal. I think you'll be great. Just follow my advice, and I, I guarantee you'll be called up. I follow her advice. I get called up, and and I'm up there with Wayne Brady. He wants me to spin a wheel. There's a bunch of zonks, and if I answer these questions yeah. right, he gets rid of them. So I answer all three questions right. So now my probability of winning a brand new car is very high. And then there's like uh, 2, 000, 1, 000, uh, 300 and then and then a hand like two zonks. Yeah. But the rest and so like spin the wheel. So I spin the wheel. And I I don't get a car. I get 300 bucks. I was really sad. But I was like, all right, you know what? Whatever, 300 bucks. I was still fun to be on a game show, like whatever. Like that was a great experience. That was my come up from Riley Smith taking the the coin up for whatever Bud Light commercial. Guess what? The guy had added me to Facebook and literally, I kid you not, three months later, his Facebook feed comes up on my window and it says, it says, Guys, you're not gonna believe this. I just came back from Bud Light la, 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 trip and I got on. Let's make a deal. And guess what? I want a car.
2: You're lying. I'm not bullshitting. You
0: can you can trace him back. Look he's on Riley Smith's. He's face. everything you aren't. <laughs> it's like he's taking all these opportunities from me. I, I really thought that this was gonna lead to you meeting your fiance and you'd talk about how happy you are now. So and- so this Bye. is this. Is, you know what? Like, like I'm glad I'm glad
1: you brought that up because because at the end of the day, yes, he won the Super Bowl up for whatever Bud Light commercial and got to travel all of america and be the bud Light guy yeah. yes he won a car on let's make a deal where yeah. i missed out <laughs> but i like to think at the end of the day the world the world everything was balanced and and i came out on top i have a, i have a great career i have an gr- amazing fiance yeah. i'm happy with my life i don't know where he's at i'm hope i hope he's happy but like i think everything in life um it balances out eventually and everyone is presented with opportunities and he, Riley Smith, if anybody I could say was also a yes man, yeah, like it's definitely Riley Smith. He definitely lived his That's life awesome. being a yes man. I've met this guy, and he seems like a free soul. Just like yes, yeah, yes. You've met Riley Smith? No, I haven't met him. Oh, but. You, oh, but he seems like free. Yeah, he yeah, was a totally yes, yes man. Me. And uh, uh, the, my most recent <sighs> yes, my biggest yes that I that I have made recently, and this is this is a huge life changing yes, is that. I have said yes to something that i have been opposed to my whole life and that's being i have said yes to my fiance to becoming a father and like that in itself is just a whole nother journey that i'm super excited and looking forward to yeah wow
0: listen i'm four weeks out three and a half weeks out the mental games that just come out sporadically like no one has to say anything to you it's just like your self-doubt and insecurity it only progresses Oh wow, okay, good enough. Good enough. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's no happy ending to that. It's just like, am I good enough? You you'll be good enough. That's like right. Oh okay, I don't know what your parents I'm sure your parents were great. My my parents were They're they're good. they're good parents. Yeah. So I had a great mom. My dad was a no, no, no show. Like he basically, he based that that song by Everclear. Like my daddy gave me a name and then he walked away. That was pretty much my dad. And like a double XL suit, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. And a double. XL. So even though I reconnected him with him eventually, like we're we're cool. We're like buddies. Like we're not really, we don't have that father son relationship. But yeah. what I what I do know is is that when I when I think about the idea of fatherhood, no offense to my dad. Well, actually, you kind of deserve some of this. But um, when I think about it. One thing I can say is is that I know that no matter how bad I am, I will be a better father than my own father because I'll actually be around. Like I I, I'll, I will be there That's for right. the child. Wow. So, but anyways, so going back to the, the to summarize everything guys, like all these experiences in my life like I've experienced is because I've been open to ideas. Because if if I wasn't if I didn't if I saw that Facebook post for that Super Bowl brother and I was like, "Oh, non actors wanted, I don't want to do good that. Enough I don't I, yeah. I, or or yeah. I don't want to give my time or I don't want to try this out." I would have never experienced being called by Bruce Banner or Buffer or whatever his name is to, to be announced to run a giant life-size course of Pac-Man. You know and what I mean? So like- those
0: who are listening in, he's a very handsome man. So I just want to <laughs> throw
1: that out there. If you're ugly and you want
0: to be a yes-man, the results may vary. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, okay, that's
0: horrible. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, you man. ain't gonna be walking the Texan girl
1: back home. She's gonna be <laughs> running away from you. Uh, you know no, what? Okay, come <laughs> on. To, the, to this day, I, I wonder why why she didn't invite me up because I thought we were vibing pretty well. Amanda Watchdoll.
2: I still remember her name. Amanda oh, Watchdoll. No! <laughs> Forget her name, bro. It's only gonna come up in future arguments. Hey, for all you know, you were just like a little bit too tipsy, and she was giving you the signs, and just you didn't. Yeah, I just didn't see it. I didn't just follow like, up. I'm just like, oh, I gotta get lost in Florence. And Excuse me.
0: Right. The the plan is. Do you know your way back? No, I don't. Can I go into your hostel to look up a map?
1: Yeah. Well, she was in an apartment. She was a study
2: abroad student. So it would have been, can I come it's up to like, your apartment yeah, to like, look at a map? Just know if you're for a minute.
1: Like, so clever. That, it's, was, it's good. that was golden. That was a golden.
2: Yeah. handing out nuggets here.
1: Dude, honestly,
0: it's been a pleasure to have you on this episode of King and Dynasty. Pleasure's mine, guys. I want you back more than any other guest we've had so far. <laughs> and I think that's, so, that's fair to say. One out of three, one-third, 33%, we're
2: in the 33rd percentile.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, 33, One. Okay. You know, it's, it's funny, is like one of your other guests, uh, the, the, the short Asian gentleman, uh-huh. uh, he's like, oh, uh-huh. fuck
0: these guys. <laughs> 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 hey,
1: I will say too,
0: within the last, how long we've been here, an hour and a half, it feels like. 20 minutes to be it's been a very organic conversation yeah Uh, but within the last hour and a half i do have to give you kudos on at least your accents and impersonations they are they're pretty good i do my best man i do (laughs) my best (laughs) um so i think after this we're gonna go get some burritos and then check out daniel's live stream so if you ever see us on twitch it's gonna be at invisible touch events
2: twitch.com
1: There's a chance I may be DJing next Wednesday, I believe. You 100% should do that. (laughs)
2: Absolutely. So
0: I'll throw down a set next Wednesday. I really want to keep this conversation going. I'll end it with this last question that I've been saving. What are your thoughts on like meme DJs who kind of just do kind of wonky transitions that are with the times? They're not going to hold up over time. I will give you an example of this went to see dylan francis in vegas he played chicken soup bass drop bass drop bass, bass drop it's peaking it's peaking it's peaking and then it goes dancing queen abba ah, no filter no he was, nothing. Trolling, he was trolling you no, that's what that's what, uh, that's what, I'm
1: that's what he does like, though dylan, uh, dylan francis loves trolling his, his his uh his his audience what are um, your thoughts on that I, I mean, I, I think it's funny for, for if you, if you, if you have that many fricking million subscribers and followers and, and people showing up to your you can festival, you want, then you can literally do whatever the fuck you want. Like people are going to still like, like come to your shows or whatever. But, but as like, um, I, I will say like, like to be memorable, you have to, you have to be for, for a DJ, you have to be really good at blending music for for your audience. Um, Unless you're a producer, like like unless you're a producer, and you're producing your own thing. You do whatever the fuck you want. But if, if you are a, a regular DJ, you have to be good at at, at transitions, mixing the the music, and then. Unless you're playing to nothing but like Zillennials or or yeah. the, the the generation after Zillennials, in which case just fucking do the TikTok transitions because they can't even what, keep what their the attention fuck? span. did you just say? Zillennials? Yeah, that's <laughs> Gen Z. Zillennials is what I you call. You know i like, Gen Z, right? I do know. <laughs> <laughs> you're Gen Z, yeah, dude. I'm I'm, I'm like yeah. On the first oh, podcast that you just talked about, you're technically borderline millennial. It's he's so he's sad, Gen Z. Bro. But what is what is after Gen Z? That's the generation that I have the most beef with because their attention span is five seconds or 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 less. There there is there is
0: and I think my wife I love her so much but she she has part of that like whenever we watch like TikToks. TikToks are mass like 3 minutes at max. Yeah. She can't even get past like the first 7 seconds of one and before she like whoops on to the flips, next. Yeah.
1: And
2: I'm like dude, it's like, an
1: addiction that our society has that. Man, are we are going to keep going on I this know, too. Yeah, I know. But this <laughs> is
2: another top, another podcast. Yeah.
1: So we'll see you here next week,
2: actually. (laughs) Uh, It's been great, guys. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Peace.